Welcome into the At The Yard podcast. I'll be joined today by Ryan Ozella and Steve Doherty as we break down the top players and moments from the inaugural California State Games. We'll each give you our top player from the event, and we'll close things out by taking questions from our followers. All that coming up next on the At The Yard podcast. Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by NorCal Area Scout Ryan Ozella and SoCal Area Scout Steve Doherty. As we're going to do a deep dive into the inaugural California State Games. But first, guys, it has been a crazy couple of weeks with Area Code Games, with Underclass, with uh, the State Games. It's time to let your hair down a little bit, guys. You guys doing okay? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Scout Paul's going. And uh, I, I don't know where this rest you're talking about is coming, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're right on it and, and we, we keep going. But uh, it was nice to get a few days. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Steve. The, the rest it doesn't seem like it's coming anytime soon, but it's nice to have a couple of days to kind of recuperate and get back to it. Yeah, I'd like to I like to say I just kind of reintroduce myself to my wife and my kids because it had been a while since we get to hang out with them. But, uh, you know, hey, it's been a, a really good couple of weeks for us. I mean, the culmination, I think, for us was obviously the uh, inaugural California State Games. We did a NorCal versus SoCal deal. Uh, we had an upper class and an underclass division. So four teams, uh, close to 100 total players. Uh, over at Vanguard, I thought, you know, just from the setting, which Vanguard's facility is pretty sweet uh, for an event like this, uh, to the talent, to just kind of the efficiency of the games. I mean, everything was it was pretty, pretty legit event, huh? Yeah, I thought Vanguard was, you know, a great place for us. Um, a little, little nice little field, um, really nice weather. It was nice and cool in the morning, kind of got nice and warm and later in the day. Um, like you said, it flew really well. Um, each of the games didn't really feel like any of them got long. Um, pitchers attacked. Guys wanted to get out there and hit. They were ready for it. Um, so I agree with you. I think it was a great way to kick it off and uh, start the inaugural state games. That something's going to keep building every year and year. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. And I'd like to just thank all the all the NorCal parents that came down, drove a long way. Um, it was a great weekend. The crew at Vanguard was excellent. They had guys you know cleaning the field right after each game and they did a good job getting it ready for us so it was uh it was an awesome inaugural event and really looking forward to to watching these guys uh you know their maturation process going forward and into their into into their seasons Uh, we had a few committed guys and mostly uncommitted which was a great thing for college coaches had a strong turnout and we thank them for coming too yeah, no doubt. And I like what you said there, Doe, the thanking the parents. And, you know, we tried to take the time there at the end to, to make sure we did that and, you know, obviously thank them throughout because that is a commitment. You're right. And, you know what? You're right. We got we were fortunate to have a good turnout um, of college coaches. And like we told those guys at the end, the players, that is, you know, they don't come to see us. They come to see them. So why don't we dive into some of those players? The format of the of the weekend was four games on Saturday, so two in each division, and then just two games on Sunday, so that those people that lived in Northern California can, you know, get an early start on their travels and not get home at midnight on a Sunday. Uh, so uh, we started with an underclass game in the morning, uh, and then an upper class game, and then an underclass, and then an upper class. 
uh, on Saturday, and then started underclass, upperclass on Sunday. So there's your six games, and you know, right out of the gate in the underclass games, I mean, we saw some some pretty impressive some pretty impressive players, and I mean, to me, one of those guys that that really stood out in the first game, you know, was Carson Bowen came in through those those middle three innings and I mean he looked all of you know all the hype that he gets wouldn't you guys say oh absolutely I mean I saw Bowen you know only once or twice during the spring um, when he was playing with Olu and um, as a freshman at Olu he looked like he was ready to handle it Um, and then you know going and seeing him at the state games that was the same type of situation he looked like he was ready to handle it and went out and and shoved I mean seven K's and three innings Uh, the fastball was 83 85 firm uh, he showed a good slider, um, bent some righties on it. Uh, the change was good. Um, you know, he pitched really well, but not only that, he, he swung the bat really well too. You know, the catching skills are above, um, above his age. Uh, and he was right on pitches, not really worried about anything, just mashing balls, left side, right side, wherever it kind of needed to go. And a good kid too, Ryan. We had a chance to talk to him before the game and he was loose with the coaches. Seemed like all the guys were, were kind of, you know, Hang, hanging around him so he he was a good one and i'm super excited about you know the the underclass whether it be you know with our event or any event i just think it's so exciting for these guys and new that um these these underclass guys it's almost you know you know more of an attraction for me than the upper class guys but um to get back to carson bowen just just a solid weekend and though you were you were you got you know tabbed as the umpire so to speak and you were behind the mound so you had really good view and and you know of the movement on his pitches what were you seeing at a Bowen from where you were standing that you know really stood out to you because I know I was kind of uh, you know I was bouncing between one of the dugouts I'd go behind the plate every so often uh you know but you had a really good angle of being behind the mound what what sort of things were you seeing there I did. I had a good view of, of everyone, and it's actually a pretty cool, cool view to have. I mean, nothing straight out of that guy's hand. So, um, you know, he's not he's not blowing guys away necessarily, but you know, nothing is really in the middle. He gives guys a tough at bat, keeps them off balance, and and just throws strikes. To be honest with you, and uh, you know, the name of the game here is get outs, and and he does it, and it's really not straight it's coming out left right it's got some late movement on it and that's kind of you know Carson Bowen in a nutshell on the mound he gets outs yeah and I was on the opposite side of that you know Steve I was behind the dish and uh, you saw some ugly swings from hitters there were pitches that were jumping on them at the plate Um, it was ones where you know righties didn't really like the pitch coming in on their hands Um, then he was spotted angled to the glove side Um, like you said mixing in all three pitches understanding how to go about hit attacking hitters um, and that's one of those ones that, you know, you always talk about how it comes out of the hand, but then you also talk about how the hitter responds to it and the hitters didn't like hitting it. And that's, you know, that's a big sign for, for me, especially because it showcases that, um, you know, there's more there that as it gets better with it, um, you know, the frame is good. The loo- the arms loose. Um, you know, I really like the slot from it, the kind of mid slot. Um, it works really well for his angle and, and it's tough for hitters to try and square it up. Yeah. And another guy that really, was kind of doing the same things in terms of inducing ugly swings and you know making uncomfortable at bats was uh 22 left-handed pitcher uh jaron navarez at a san ramon valley and he went against uh, bowen if you will throwing those middle three innings you know three through five of of game one and 
Uh, I mean, just from where I was standing, and again, I was going, you know, from behind the plate to the dugouts and just kind of getting the side view as well. And I mean, this guy, Doe, and you were behind the mound again. You talk about nothing straight out of this guy's hand. I mean, he wasn't overpowering guys, but dude, this guy's ball was just dancing all over the place. Yeah, one another one of those guys that uh, is was a strike thrower, and you know that wasn't too hard. Everyone throwing strikes with me calling pitches behind. I was I was calling strikes left and right, but uh, you're right, nothing nothing straight out of the hand. The arms clean, and just just a good projectable young guy. And you know that the velo probably will come down the road as he gains some strength, but uh, just a really good looking prospect. Yeah, and uh, to go ahead and go with that same thought process, you know, I've seen Jaron a couple times this summer. Um, that's kind of what he does, man. He's an aggressive kid on the mound. He goes, he attacks, he sets hitters up. Uh, he understands when he needs to use the fastball, cuts it, fades it, um, gets some run on it. Uh, it's one of those ones that it's not straight out of the hand, and, and he knows how to pinpoint it as well. He can get it in on guys, then got to push it off the plate. Um, the curveball is another pitch that I really like for him. Uh, he's got some feel with it, can kind of get it to go into the zone, through the zone, can be a little bit more sliderish with it. Um, he just manipulates the baseball really well, and that's something that at a young age uh, is impressive. You know, like Doe said, there's going to be more velocity to come. Um, you know, I saw him even touching 83, 85 in the, earlier in the summer. Um, so it's there. Maybe he's a little bit worn out. He's been running around doing a lot of different things. Um, you know, to go back to manipulating the baseball, he throws really two different types of changeups. One of them is a knuckleball that um, I originally called a split and got told that it was a knuckleball. Um, it kind of acts like a split, has that late bottom to it, um, and then throws really a straight change. So, you know, he's giving guys different looks, and it's never something that's the same. Um, hitters can't get comfortable when they don't see something consistently different. Yeah, and he showed the ability at the plate as well to potentially be a, a, a two-way guy. I mean, he beat out a couple infield singles there. I think it was you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 4-3 down the line to first, stole a base, and you know, he's just an athlete, man, because I mean, he looked pretty good in the outfield, too. Uh, you know, he was he was one of those guys in that underclass game, that first underclass game uh, that, that really stood out. And, you know, there was, a, there was a player for Northern California, the NorCal team, uh, that to me was one of those guys that I think we're going to be hearing a whole lot about. And, and that's, you know, he really kind of stood out in, in, in the second game and then it ended day two. And that's 23, the catcher, Zach Justice. Uh, I don't know if, if you, what notes you guys have on him, but uh, I mean, for me, in terms of the catch and throw, I mean, that was really, really good. Uh, you know, he's He's listed at 5'9", 150. He's probably, you know, 5'10 by now. Uh, but he he was just behind the plate, the way he framed. I was sitting there talking with the coaches in, in the NorCal dugout, and, you know, they were really impressed, both one of them being a pitching coach, uh, was just really impressed with how advanced that guy is, is only an incoming freshman. What, what do you guys have on, on Zach Justice, if anything? Uh- I'll take it just quick before Ryan does because it's a NorCal guy, but I, you're right. I mean, for being so young, he's got a mature kind of way way about him. And, you know, as an incoming freshman, some of the some of his catching skills, and he's pretty athletic as well, that uh, are excellent. He, pre- he presents well. <laughs> Obviously, I was calling a bunch of strikes, but he was, he was getting down really comfortable on his crouch. And I saw some really good things. I mean, incoming freshman, uh, 2023, pretty impressive. 
Yeah, and that's you know this is my second big time seeing him. He was at the Bay Area Open, um, and he really opened my eyes at the Bay Area Open with what you guys were talking about being advanced behind the plate um, as a com- incoming freshman. Um, very quiet, shows the ball well. Um, the catch and throw skills are very very good. Um, I had him once or twice down there. You know, one nine four two o two o nine. Um, constantly on the bag with the throws, um, blocks. Well, I thought the blocking as he got more comfortable with his pitchers became more consistent. Um, but you're right. He's that, that lateral agility, um, the bat to ball skills are going to be there. Uh, he's a type of frame that's going to keep getting bigger and keep getting stronger. And he's, his skills altogether are going to come up there and it's going to project really well here in the next couple of years. You know, and, and, it, and it's tough, guys, for, for catchers and pitchers to all of a sudden ask ask them to, you know, be be synergized immediately. It's, it's you know, catchers don't know really what, what pitchers breaking ball are doing. They've never played with them before. So then making adjustments on, on the fly is, is actually a good a good barometer to see, you know, what kind of adjustments they can make and how athletic they are. So that's, you know, a tough thing to do for the catchers and pitchers to work together so so early. Yeah, absolutely. You're right, though. It's one of those ones you're kind of throwing the fire, um, going and catch a bullpen, catch five to nine pitches early to, you know, before they start going out there. And then, um, you know, one of those things I really liked about Justice is he called the game really well. He understood what his guys were trying to do, set up hitters, attack in, go away, go away, go back in. Um, and that's the type of stuff that we're talking about. That's, you know, that's advanced for somebody that's going to be an incoming freshman. And, and that, Ryan, that I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my point exactly is the way he called the game was really really impressive and the way he would manipulate eye levels and he did that pretty quickly you know he he was able to pick up pretty quickly what the catchers were doing so again just just a just a dude that was really uh impressive to me uh you know one one last guy that i just want to touch on who i thought had a, a really good weekend a weekend as a whole um, you know, and and I thought that that he showed again that hey, he's got a chance to be a pretty special player, uh, and that's you know uh, Noah Rodriguez, the shortstop out of La Mirada. Uh, you know, he's five eight, one hundred and fifty pounds, but man, this guy could this guy can play ball, man. He runs, he hits, he's he's got a little juice to the right right field side. Uh, you know, he had a ball into the gap uh, over there on Sunday that was pretty impressive. Uh, just really like the way he handles himself on the field, and you know, just one of those. I mean, one of those guys that you don't mind slapping the label of ball player on him. Yeah, and and uh, it was uh, there was a reason why we let him off. Of course, we had Jimmy Zern from the doors over there, and and uh, he's like, we got to get this guy right at the top of the lineup. He's, uh, you know, he, he's our guy. He's the table setter. He's got some tools, small in stature, but plays a lot bigger than he is. Just a really exciting player to watch, and I think he let off the game with with a single that kind of gets everything you know loosened up and gets the guys rallied up. But he had some really quality at bats all weekend, man. Do uh, you're right, right there. The the quality at bats were definitely something that I constantly wrote down. Um, quick bat, compact, um, you know, works gap to gap, um, steals bases. Uh, like you guys were talking about his infield work was really, really phenomenal. He made some great plays. Uh, you know, I know there's a top ball. He kind of played through the short hop, um, moved through it, made an easy throw. Um, when he was at short, he was diving, knocking balls down, preventing runners, you know, preventing balls to get into the outfield. Um, it's the type of attitude and the type of infield guy that you want in the middle of your lineup or in the middle of the infield and uh, the top of the lineup. 
Um, the bat was really consistent. Um, like you said, I think that last, that last day, the last, the one you were talking about, he stayed on a really couple good pitches, fouled him off, then got a good pitch down and away and drove it to right center, right field to kind of knock in some runs. Um, you know, that kind of approach and advanced, uh, idea of what he's doing at the plate is really impressive for his age. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll say this too, is that, you know, you talked about the situational hitting, taking the two strike approach and, you know, we'll, we'll just say it now. There was, he wasn't the only one either. I was really impressed with, you know, more than a handful of guys, you know, doing situational hitting, which is really not seen in a showcase type of environment. This is a little different. You got guys wanting to launch and, you know, no two strike approach, but I was really impressed all around with, with the, the two strike approach and, and some situational hitting last. What do you think? No, dude, I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, I think we, you and I made a comment to each other about there was a guy on second base with one out and a guy, you know, grounded out to the right side to move him over to third. And I was in the SoCal dugout and I know Zerno went nuts. And I think I looked at you and just kind of gave you a look as if to say like, wow, you know, you don't see that in this type of setting. You're right. So is guys kind of showing, and that's what I really enjoyed about this particular setting is guys were able to show some some baseball IQ. They're you know not only there to just showcase what their skills can do, but uh, you know the, they were able to show some baseball IQ. We saw it a couple times on decisions by uh, middle infielders to you know eat the throw rather than just throwing it away and potentially causing more damage. Uh, we saw it on a relay going to home, uh, and you know I remember seeing it uh, after a bobbled ball. At, uh, on the left side of the infield. So I really was impressed with that, Donna, and I'm glad you brought that up because we don't normally see that in these types of settings, right? I mean, it's a showcase. It's it's go out. It's it's hit the ball as far as you can and, you know, show off, you know, show off, basically. Uh, you know, and, and we don't get to see guys really play the game, which is which is really fun to see. And I think yeah, you know, go towards sorry. the state games general in general is we had those guys out there with kind of a competitive atmosphere. They wanted to win for SoCal, for NorCal. They wanted to have that those bragging rights for the next couple of years. Um, and that's one of the things that I really enjoyed was it wasn't just, you know, go out there and try and throw it as hard as you can, go and try and hit as far as you can. It was execute the game of baseball and showcase some of that knowledge. Um, and I'm sure those college coaches loved seeing that just as much. Yeah, with with the three game setting, I think I think it enables them to kind of relax a little bit, knowing they're going to get another opportunity and not just not just one or two, but they're going to get more opportunities, which which puts a player in a little bit of a better frame of mind. Yeah, let, let's shift gear over to, to some pitching because we got some pretty interesting. Uh, it's a pretty darn good uh, pitching performances over the weekend and. Uh, you know, a guy that, that I had not seen, and, you know, this is this is one of your guys up there in, in the CCS, Ryan, is, you know, uh, Nathaniel Bro- uh, Browse out of Aptos. Uh, you know, this guy came out, and, I mean, he, he was he was pretty darn electric, uh, touching 88 and, you know, working 85, 87. But, you know, the slider is something that I really liked uh, out of him. What do you got on him for us? 
Yeah, he's a guy that I saw a couple times during the spring. And, uh, you know, he's small in stature, but the arm is live. It's one of those live, live electric arms. And uh, the ball jumps out of his hand. And uh, I, I still think there's more in there. He's the type of guy that, you know, he might be 5'9", 5'10", um, but I could see him gaining maybe another inch or two. Um, the, va- the fastball velo can still gain some more. Um, like you said, the slider, uh, it was a little inconsistent at times during the state games. I've seen him be really, really good. Uh, but when he flashes the good ones, it's one of those ones that you, you pay, take note of and you go, whoa, because it's cutting across the plate late. Uh, it's got late dive through it. Um, the change is going to be a decent third pitch for him. He's a guy I've been really impressed with, and I think uh, he's kind of got an idea as to how to use the arm, uh, attacks the fastball in on guys, runs it under their hands, uh, and then it kind of helps set up the, the slider and the changeup as well. He's a guy that I think has really big projection coming up here. Yeah, and then over on the SoCal side in, in the underclass, uh, you know, Doe, a guy that we've seen uh, quite a bit, and uh, uh, Evan Yates out of, out of King High School, you know, he came out the first the the first inning was you know was whatever he was getting getting used to right, but uh, you know then uh, he really settled down and and turned things on. And here's a guy that we had obviously at the future games out in Georgia. Uh, now we see him here, and it just seems like every time we see him, he's getting better and better, and he's still dealing with a little issue with his finger. Yeah, th- this kid for me is one of the you know higher ceilings uh, of the whole group just really impressed me of course in georgia three-way guy he he's he could play the outfield he could play the infield and, and he pitches where it's really loose and athletic and you're right he is dealing with a little little swollen finger and he just get and he wouldn't tell anybody if we didn't know it and that's that's kind of you know shows the, the what kind of character he has and the competitiveness that that he brings to the table but you know for me um and and if i were a college recruiter or 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 a head coach i would i would be seriously considering this kid as as a guy that could probably go two ways for you i don't know you know if if his heart is really into the pitching thing but this kid can really hit and and he can he's really athletic i i mean one of one of my top guys for sure yeah i'm with you i i i really really like the bat on him and and obviously we know you know his dad ed and you look at his cousin carson who was on the upper class a's area code team and then his uncle i mean the size in that family uh it, you know that's gonna come because he's a big long wiry guy at six foot 150 i mean this guy's gonna easily could easily end up you know, like his cousin and be six three two ten by the time he's a senior. And man, the bat! I I really like the bat on him. I like him on the on on the mound. And like you said, not sure how much he likes to be on the mound, but uh, you know, it 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 it's loose, it's projectable, and you know, it's something that 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 could be easily uh, develop into something pretty special. Agreed, Ryan. Was that was your first look at Yates, right? What what did you think? basically you guys hit the nail on the head you know i was looking through my notes as you guys were talking and it's like oh there's hard contact uh double in the left center field single to left field single to uh, six hole it's one of those ones where the bat was consistently on the ball uh he was ready for the fastball look to attack um quick bat long in the zone ready to, to pepper the left side um on the mound i love this stuff like you said the loose arm really attacks the zone um two-way guys like that are, are tough to find and if he's you know coming close to the size of Carson Yates, who I've seen a lot of, that's that's impressive right there, and uh, that's something to really project towards. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and then let, let's shift gears um, uh, over to the NorCal side on the mound. And, you know, a guy that we've seen, uh, that I've seen a couple times, and, and Ryan, I'm sure you've seen far more than I have, uh, Cameron Walty out of uh, Kasumna Soaks, the Nevada commit. Uh, this guy not only, you know, touched 90 on the mound and lived 87, 89, uh, his changeup has gotten so good, Ryan, at 82, 83 now that, I mean, holy smokes, it's one of the better ones in the state, I think. Uh, you know, then he, then he drops a slider on you. But, dude, this guy also hits, man, and, and he can play in the outfield. And, and, and dude, he he kind of did it all this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, his natural position is kind of third base when he's out there playing defense and uh, he knocks some balls down, moves pretty decently over there. Uh, Like you said, the bat gets through the zone, whips it around. Um, But the arm is, I mean, he's got a chance to be a Friday, Saturday night type of guy if he gets it to Nevada um, with three real quality pitches. Um, the fastball's live through the zone. The slider is, is really late, um, really bends guys. Uh, and like you said, the changes continue to get better and better with just bottom at the plate, um, selling it like it's the fastball, and then just having it dive under bat pass. And it's a type of three-pitch sequence that um, you can dream on and see the velo coming up as the body continues to add strength and, and frame up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. He's got a really heavy fastball on it with some late movement. What I really liked is, you know, standing behind him. It's just just the attitude uh, that that he brings, and it's he he's loose out there. He's having fun, but he's he holds other guys accountable for for their you know miscues or whatnot. And and you have to respect a guy that's out there you know, compete and he, he expects everyone just to compete just like he does. And man, he is a bulldog competitor. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of those ones we've seen that before. Um, he's the type of guy who wants to be on the mound. He wants to be the big dog up there. Uh, and you got to love that type of an attitude from somebody with his stuff. Yeah. I, I and though you're, you're absolutely right. I, you know, that kind of bulldog mentality and he's loose, but Dude, when he's on the mound, I mean, it's like he he's a man possessed. Like his face changes, like the whole bit. It's pretty wild. And just to touch on that changeup, uh, Ryan, what I really really liked is his ability to repeat it out of that same tunnel as the fastball, right? And it just, like you said, bottom just kind of drops out um, at the plate there. Uh, you know, another guy for the NorCal team that, I mean, all this guy did for me that every time I looked up when he was at the plate. Uh, you know, all this guy did was hit, uh, you know, from the left side and it's just, it's clean. It's, it's an incredibly good, consistent barrel, uh, fast hands in it. That's Logan Johnstone at a Los Gatos. Um, and, and if you remember, he's wearing number 25 because every time he came up, there's, there's a kid on the SoCal side that would just say, dude, is this 25? Is this 25? Because I think, I don't think this guy made it out all weekend. Yeah, and I think uh, that's going to continue to happen for him. He's a guy who I saw last year in a couple of at-bats. Just really impressed me with his composure at the plate, his understanding of the zone, uh, his understanding of how his swing works and what he can do with it. Um, You know, Los Gatos is a team that's got some guys that are, you know, real committed guys, Tommy Troy's, um, Tommy Splains of the Worlds. And he was the guy that was in the lineup that I kept circling and looking at being like, hey, this guy can really swing the bat. Um, And like you said, that's what he did, you know, driving balls in the opposite opposite field gap, um, staying right on pitches, 
even the pitches that he fouled off, he was right on top of um, smooth, constant com, uh, competitive swing, um, really tracked the ball well in the outfield too. I think he's going to be a, a future right fielder. Um, the arms loose, gets the ball in well. Um, but when you're talking about the bat alone, the bat's what's going to really sell him. And it's, it's quick, like you mentioned, um, gets through the zone and really attacks the baseball. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of his man. That guy just all he did it seemed to do. I mean, he had three doubles, you know, in one day. I mean, he just all he does is hit. And and let's shift over to the SoCal real quick. The uh, SoCal upper class, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention you know one of our one of our favorite guys, and that's uh, Max Shore. Uh, you know, the ball he hit into the net. If that net wasn't there, I think that thing clears the uh the those apartments or condos whatever those are beyond the left field fence though that ball was absolutely just destroyed yeah it was and the funny thing was he after the game he said you know in his joking jokingly manner he just said he said he missed it and you know with with a with a grin on his face i mean this kid is just you know electric you want him on your side he's gonna go to battle for you getting that foxhole for you and and you're going to want to fight for for this guy. I mean, the attitude, the effort, those other intangible, you know, things um, will really take this guy far. Hey, not not a bad player as well. So, um, you know, USD's got something really special in Max Shore. Yeah. So, again, another guy for my first look at him. But, you know, I've heard your guys high praises for him. And I, I completely buy into that same thought process. I mean, the ball he hit in the left center field when other guys were squaring balls up and they were getting knocked down by the wind. And you just saw this ball just continue to travel. Um, it was a special, a special swing. And, you know, I really loved him behind the plate. I, I think he worked his butt off back there, uh, was blocking, was smothering balls, moving side to side, not letting get anything get past him making throws to second base, keeping it on the bag, um, really flexible, getting one leg all the way out and just showing an, an easy glove for a good target. Um, I was really impressed with him. And, and he's a guy that to me is probably one of the top guys in the 2021 class. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you, you talk about all those things, right? All those tools, the, the bat, the ability to frame the athleticism, but it is the intangibles that Doe and I were talking about that are going to give this guy a long pro career, right? I mean, it's the fact that, dude, he's the first guy out of the dugout uh, when we needed a pinch runner. He's the first guy out of the dugout when somebody needs to get loose. He's the first guy out of the dugout, you know, to give a high five to somebody who's heading into the dugout. I mean, he kept the 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 you know the the liveliness of the dugout up for for three games right and let, let's face it it was hot that la- that last game on saturday or that first game on saturday for those guys was hot it was 12 o'clock on on a hot day and you know the energy that guy brings is 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 really what i think you know in addition to his obvious tools uh on the baseball diamond i think that's what is going to give him a chance to to have a long-standing uh professional career yeah, just a baseball player. I mean, I think I I looked back behind me one time and he was at shortstop and got this big grin on his face. Then the next inning, you know, he's out in right field, and you know, he and then second base and then third base. So I mean, this guy's just a baseball player, right? And you know, I think we all know that you know his future is is behind the dish, and maybe you know sometime down the road after a long professional career, he might have to transition out of there after the rigors of catching so long because he gives you know. 
he gives the effort and he does not really care about what happens to his body and he's selling out and he's he's all in and and that's the type of guy you want on your team one of the things I loved was on that second day last that you were over on the NorCal guys side, kind of trying to pick them up a little bit. He was chirping from the SoCal side. And I loved that just because you could tell he wanted to go out there and play hard and win. Uh, but at the same time, he wanted to have fun and kept his guys loose in the dugout. Um, that was something I thought was really fun to see. And uh, especially in a showcase setting where sometimes guys get real serious about trying to go out and play. Uh, he just wanted to go out and have fun and, and play it as hard, as hard as he possibly could. Yeah, and I think we saw that from a lot of players, right? And I think that's kind of the the ancillary benefit of doing this SoCal versus NorCal thing, right? Because not that it got personal, but, I mean, day two, it became, you know, over in the, in the NorCal dugout, well, you know, hey, man, like, you know, we, we need to save some face here, right? And, and we, we can't be swept. And so that was really neat. And, and you're right, you know, on, on the other side, those guys were obviously pumped about going for the sweep. Uh, but, you know, let, let's stay on some so- SoCal players. And, and a guy I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, that really stood out to me uh, for, for the SoCal upper-class team, that, that's 21 uh, infielder, outfielder Drew Porter out of modern day. And, uh, you know, this guy shows that – he really, really has the ability to be a good mistake pitch hitter. I mean, he had a triple, he had a double. Uh, you know, he just had loud, hard contact all weekend. He looks comfortable in the outfield. This could be a guy that, for modern day this year, is going to play. A, uh, I, I don't know this with certainty, but I would imagine that his bat and his ability to play defense will really provide you know some some quality depth if if not you know being a starter uh and providing a, a big playing a big role in that lineup yeah i i couldn't agree more i know less we've seen him before and you know i think he was always a you know a big strong kid but i think now he's kind of growing into it and 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 gaining some more athleticism and it's it's a nice package as far as you know what what the body and the body structure looks like and he like you said he can really give give a club uh, some options in the outfield and the infield and and if not then you can just kind of plant him right in you know the middle to middle of the lineup and he's he's going to give you some solid at bats and uh, impressive week this week yeah, he was a guy that, you know, again, first look this time and uh, Saturday, I kept writing down notes about him being like, hey, that's that's pretty good. And then Sunday seeing it again, it was like, wow, this is pretty consistent. Um, the triple in the right center field, he really smoked it. Uh, double in the left center field, got on a good pitch and ambushed it. Um, he really good in the uh, infield and the outfield. Uh, I agree with you. He's kind of one of those multidimensional players that maybe he's a corner, third base, uh, t- second base, left field, right field type of guy. Um, but at the end of the day, the bat's going to hit, and that's what you need at, at the next level is somebody who's going to come in and, and give you quality at bats and stay right on pitches like he did. Yeah, he was he was a pretty uh, interesting player, pretty fun player to watch, uh, and and certainly going to be a fun guy to to track not only this fall but into the spring. Uh, let's shift over back over to the NorCal upper class and a couple guys uh, I want to just quickly touch on. And the first thing, the first guy is JC Ng. And, and JC, obviously, though, we had him out at future games. And, and, you know, now we had him here at the state games. This is a guy with a left-handed bat that all he does is hit. 
And he reminds me a lot of Eddie Park when I first saw Eddie Park as a sophomore uh, down here at the National Classic because all he did was hit. And he doesn't try to do too much, goes with balls. If it's on the outside, he takes it the other way. He doesn't try to pull things. He understands his maybe his power limitations. But, dude, this guy, he gets on base. He's a good runner. He can steal bags. Uh, I'm just a huge, huge fan of J.C. Great kid, too, uh, off the field. But he was really impressive yet again, though, at the plate. Uh, after what he did for us in in Georgia. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, Ryan, you could take over. I'll just briefly hit on JC. I mean, it's now been, what, six games last we've seen him play, right, in a short amount of time. And, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This All this kid does is hit. I mean, and hit and hit. And it's just they, they just keep coming. He's, he plays hard. He's a good teammate. You know, it's a little unorthodox look maybe in the setup. But who cares? He I mean, he gets the barrel to the ball. And, and this kid is – you know, obviously should be scooped up here, you know, very, very shortly, but just really impressed with his whole, the whole body of work. I mean, it is a small sample size, six games, but you know, six games in, in these type of settings, uh, you can really get a good idea of what this kid is, is all about. And, you know, when you want to talk about, um, you know, a student, I mean, this guy's Ivy league type, type of a student so just super impressed the past two weeks and i'm glad i got to know the guy the family's great and just you know unbelievable just hit 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 and that's basically what he's been doing since i've seen him you know he's a guy that i've seen now for about two three years um and all he does is mash um it's one of those ones i think the power is going to come a little bit more as he learns to get a little bit more leverage on the ball um i've seen him smoke some balls this summer into the right center field gap that just take off um i think he fits really well in the outfield the arm works really well i know he threw a guy out at second base did a great job using his footwork getting around the ball uh came up through a strike to second base to, to prevent the guy getting in there um he moves well in the outfield uh you know he kind of fits in at all three spots um, my thought is maybe hopefully keeping him in center field and allowing the, the bat to ball skills to work. Um, but you're right. I mean, the bat gets through the zone. It's quick. It's whippy. Uh, he works gap to gap. And and when you add all that into it, it's he's a really solid player. And add in those grades as well. That's that's huge for any of those types of players that want to keep playing at the next level. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's going to have plenty of options to uh, where to play here moving forward after after high school. That's for sure. Uh, the other guy from from the NorCal team that. Uh, you know, I was able to see last year uh, and then, you know, finally get to see again this summer uh, is a guy that I really like. And Ryan, that's Elvin Delic out of Kasumnas Oaks. And he's a 21 shortstop right-handed pitcher. Saw him last fall up in Stockton uh, and then saw him again. Uh, but, you know, he looked just just really good. Uh, you know, day two, day one, he touched 84 on the mound. Uh, not sure that his future could be there, but it plays there now. Uh, but, you know, he's listed as a shortstop. He may have to shift off of that. Uh, but the bat, man, the bat really made some noise here uh, this weekend. You know, he had a triple, I think it was, down the right field line. Uh, you know, then he had a, another hard knock through the left side. This is a guy that just puts together good at bats and, and is one of those energy aggressive type guys, isn't he? Yeah, he plays 100% no matter what. Um, I agree with you. The arm is one of his big tools as well. Um, fits at shortstop, probably can fit in the outfield. 
Um, on the mound, he, he's got two pitches. Uh, I don't know, like you said, if he ends up there in the long run, but uh, for high school, he's going to go out and probably shove for a couple innings uh, every week. Um, but I, I love his energy. I love the bat. Um, when he really stays to that right side and the right center field gap, the bat really gets through the zone. Um, the triple down the right field line, he battled off some good pitches, fouled a couple good ones off, and then stayed right on a pitch down and away, took it that way. Um, you know, just, just kind of talk about his speed. He ran into the first baseman on the turn and still made it to third base standing up. Um, you know, that's not something that very many people can do. Most of the time that happens and you're, you're ending up at second base, slowing down. Um, but he just, he's got an, another level in his run. Um, I, I always call it kind of said, he's a guy that plays with his hair on fire type of attitude. Um, and that's one of those things that you, you can't teach. That's, that's an in, innate type of ability right there. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when that happened, after he he ran into the first baseman, I was in the SoCal dugout, he ran into the first baseman, and it was as if it was two steps and he was already back up to top speed. And there was, exactly. a, couple, there was a couple of guys in the dugout and, and that I was standing by, and one of them looks at me, he's like, did you see that? And I said, you know, yeah, that was, that was pretty impressive because he was able to get back to top speed uh, uh, pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so let, let, let's keep rolling. I mean, we could, in theory, go through every one of these players, uh, you know, and, and kind of break them down. We, we don't have time uh, to do that, uh, you know, but, you know, we could, in theory, do that. Del, one of the guys that I was really impressed with from the SoCal team was Zach Peters. You know, he came out and he threw that first day uh, at a Los Alamitos. Uh, you know, he came out and threw the first couple of innings there. Uh, you know, was 84. I think he may have touched an 85, uh, living in that 82, 83 neighborhood. Uh, but he was really good on the mound, really efficient on the mound. What did you see from behind uh, from Zach that, that, you know, maybe you liked? His competitiveness, his, his athletic uh, ability there and he's he's a two-way guy he's a middle infielder right-handed pitcher and and we always talk about it right the guy that leads off uh you know the pitching in in any event you know there may be some nerves there but he started throwing strikes right away and that's exactly what he is a strike thrower and you know his future may not be on the mound it may be somewhere you know in the infield and it it plays everywhere i mean he's going to give maddie nuez over at, at los alas some really spectacular options and heck he might be one of their one of, one of their guys on the mound too so he'll he'll be doing double double duty for the next couple of years over there just really impressed with zach i really i've always liked zach yeah, my first look at him, and you know, I think the thing that really stood out to me was the breaking ball was really consistent. Um, he kind of blends it between a curveball and a slider, um, but understands how to use it. Um, kind of uses it at the plate, the right uh, right timing. It's tight. Uh, it's a type of pitch that it projects well. Um, the arm's loose. It's clean. Uh, kind of full swing, high three quarters guy that um, when he gets the angle through on the pitch, it, it's tough for guys to square it up. And uh, I really liked him on the mound. Uh, I think that's a, a spot for him here and maybe in the future. Um, obviously, you guys have seen him a little bit more than I have. But uh, if you think he's a two way guy, that's that's an impressive uh, type of situation right there for him. Yeah, you know, and I think it all depends where like, you know, where where does he end up going to school and, you know, where where does. Uh, you know, that fit in, right? I mean, I could see if he, you know, was to go to, uh, you know, maybe a Division two or, you know, school where the, the, 
the two-way option is pretty real. Uh, I don't know that the two-way option, uh, you know, is very real if, if his plans are to go to, say, a mid-major or even a Power 5 uh, Division One school. But, uh, you know, it certainly plays at Los Alamitos where, you know, he'll give them two more years on the mound. And uh, I, I'm with Doe. I, I like him on the dirt because his defensive actions are really, really good, uh, you know, on the dirt. You know, another guy who who is going to – be a well-known name, and if not already, uh, is 2023 Owen Egan out of Uh He's a guy that we've had at, uh, we had him at the preseason All-State uh, event there at Jay Sarah in January. Uh, was really, really good. Uh, he's been in a couple of the PBR tournaments, and uh, you know, he came out on Saturday for the afternoon game, and then Sunday, uh, but you know, he came out and, and, and jumped on the bump and, and looked pretty good, touching 85. Uh, you know, working 80-84, the curveball, well, it was a little loose at 68-70, to 70, um, but what he did at the plate, uh, I was I was a little upset because he shows up and, you know, takes the first pitch and he smacks a double into the gap, and I was, the reason why I was upset is because we were trying to get the camera set up, so we could, we missed that one, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, you've seen him now, Doe, a couple of times, and, and Ryan, uh, you, this is your first time, I'd like to get both of your impressions on, on 2023 Owen Egan. Yeah, for me, you know, obviously one of the famous guys has been part of the USA program, and um, this kid is going to be an impact player right away for Ukaipa, and he he can do it all. You know, once another one of those guys where he'll he'll give you three solid years as a pitcher, and he could do it, but he's gonna. He's going to play professional baseball as an outfielder, and he's going to make his money as a hitter. And this kid is an all-around baseball player, athletic, still still got some room to grow, uh, excellent attitude, plays hard. Guys seem to be one around be uh, be uh, be around him, and just 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 a phenomenal athlete that we get to see for four more years less than Ryan. And man, what 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 a treat it, it's going to be. And I'm 100% behind you on that one, Steve. I mean, the fact that he's coming in as a freshman, he's he's advanced for his age. Um, really physical body, uh, has got a lot of space still to keep adding to it. Uh, the bat was really, really impressive. I just I thought his approach to the uh, the uh, the at bats, to his understanding of the zone, he was quick on the pitches that he really wanted to get to. Uh, and there's some juice in there. I mean, he the double he hit was was off the bat quick. Um, didn't expand the zone, um, very calm, just quiet stance, allowing the bat to work. And uh, I, I think he's got a really big upside on the mound. He was really, really good on day two, um, you know, really bringing it from that, uh, that high angle that he kind of gets. Uh, he's a guy that I think in, in three years, four years, we might be talking about is probably one of the better players in the state. Yeah, no question. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've heard about him is, you know, well, how much bigger is he going to get? Well, I mean, look, he's he's five ten, you know, probably one hundred and seventy pounds. And I had the opportunity to meet his parents uh, during the event. And uh, you know, Dad's probably you know six two, and he's a big dude. He's built, uh, uh, you know, he's jacked. <laughs> so uh, you can see where Owen gets it. And I mean, look, I mean, how much bigger does he need to get? Right? I mean, the bat plays now; it's pretty evident of that. And you know, the abilities uh, are are, are standout ish. Uh, you know, the, another guy that that I thought 
to me personally really, really stood out and uh, was the shortstop uh, from NorCal, Jack Mecho. Uh, this guy, man, uh, Ryan, I, I don't know if you'd seen him before. I, I think you saw him at the Bay Area Open. Uh, but, I mean, the hands on this guy defensively and at the plate uh, are, are really, really impressive. And, and you know, he's, he's not a very big guy uh, either. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's not a very big guy. Uh, you know, listed at uh, 5'9", 150, but he's a guy that's going to grow and, and just continue to just be a really solid player. Absolutely. I mean, he's the type of guy that give him two years um, and he might be one of the best shortstops in the state. I, the glove and hand work that you're talking about uh, was phenomenal during the week. Um, same idea when we saw him at the Bay Area Open, the, the transitions, the ability to get the ball out of the glove and across the diamond is really good. Uh, the play he made on the, the glove flip to start a double play or try and get the double play started uh, up the middle from shortstop was a, a big league play that he made and looked easy. Um, body controls advanced for his age. For him, he just needs to keep getting mature more mature more strength um the bat's going to be there when it all comes to it um, but the defensive stuff is is very very solid for being a 22 right now yeah and i think we saw that from a couple of guys uh from from both norcal and, and, and socal and you know one of the 22s that has stood out to to us here for you know at least Gosh, at least since January when we saw him at the uh, preseason All-State, though. Andrew Pyle out of La Mirada. I know you're a big fan. I'm a huge fan. What do you got on him? A huge fan. I mean, the bat plays maybe a little bit above the catch right now, but he can catch and throw. He is extremely athletic, and, and when it it just sounds different off the bat. And for being such a young guy, I think he's going to be – a good piece to the puzzle for for jimmy zern over there with the doors and uh, you're right i mean i i've i've loved this kid for you know since since the first time i laid eyes on him and and uh just super athletic he gives a great effort he's good defensively but the bat the bat really really plays so just on a first look again, obviously, but you know, the blocking skills and for me, when a catcher's out there really putting the effort in and working to try and block balls and working to frame and working to get around things, uh, that shows, you know, something that's not, not very easy to do. And, uh, especially in a showcase setting, but he was all about it. He was, uh, sacrificing himself, getting lateral, um, smothering balls. Uh, I love the stuff behind the plate. I think it's really projectable, um, really aggressive with the arm, uh, sometimes a little bit too aggressive, but at the end of the day, I'd rather see that from a young guy um you can always teach them to when to let it loose and when to kind of pull back and uh like you guys said the bat was consistently in the zone uh long through it gets a good contact out there um drove some balls into the gaps and it just it comes off the bat differently than some of those other guys that we saw yeah you know i just i really like the attitude as well and that's a big you know indicator for me and he you know if if it was if he wasn't successful one time he he cares he cares about this stuff that he wants to do better he's asking questions you know to me when we're out there and it's just it's refreshing to have you know guys like that and he and he wasn't the only one you know, uh, out there doing it. And I was really impressed with the maturity of some of these guys. And, you know, I, I and I think I'd be remiss if guys, I'm just going to list some names here and maybe you can pick up and I don't know how much time we have, but like uh, the Kate Casey Borba, uh, Andrew Walters, uh, and on the, on the upper class side, Davis Hildebrandt, Christian Yogi, Braden Ross, Sebastian Flores, you know, Aiden Booth, Malachi Wickley, those guys really, and Makana Alasso. I mean, these guys have all made an impression. And I don't know who you want to pick up on here, yeah. but 
Don, I can talk for hours about all these guys. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you did that, and and because there's I was going to talk about a lot of those guys. Casey Borba, I think, is going to have a chance to really hit down the line. Uh, he's got a couple of things to work on, but his just in talking to him, he got he got struck out by Jackson Bird's dirty changeup in the dirt, and he went back to the dugout. And I talked to him about the pitch after the game. And and he just kind of broke it down for me. So you could tell he's got a really good understanding. I think he might be a year away, though, from really being a really polished, developed uh, hitter. Uh, but I think he's got a chance to hit. Our guy, Malachi Wickley, how, do, how about him? I mean, he was like the super sub all weekend, right? I mean, he said that he was like seven for eight in pinch running runs scored. So that was pretty funny. And then, you know, congrats to him because he just committed to USC after that. Aiden Booth, for me, is one of those guys that if I'm a college coach looking for a catcher in the 2020 class, I'm starting with him because his ability to catch and throw and receive, and, and then you, you mix in the, the the hit tool and the run tool. Man, he's really athletic uh, and runs really well for a catcher. You know, it's kind of a – I was really bummed when he – you know, banged up his thumb there and couldn't come back uh, and play on Sunday. Uh, and then Braden Ross, I mean, you talked about Braden. He just keeps getting better and better, man. He's filling out physically. Uh, I think he's going to be in a good place after this spring, even after this fall. Uh, but but I think he's going to be in a, in a really good place. And I thought Hildebrandt, he quietly had a really good weekend, too, at the plate. Yeah, and one of those guys that less or that uh, Steve mentioned was uh, Sebastian Polo Flores. Man, that guy talk about a guy who kept constantly being in the notebook. Um, he just the bat was long through the zone, constantly doing it. Then he gets on the hill three innings over two days, um, drop down little two seam sinkers that lefties hated. Uh, I know he ha- he used Doe's uh, big zone to his advantage, but man, when he can run that ball away from the lefties the way he does, with it's firm 83, 86, and then bring in the big curveball. He He's a guy that, for me, it was really, really impressive. Uh, I know he's committed to San Diego State, and he's got he's got a chance to maybe be a two way guy for them there. Yeah, I, I, yes, I really, there I really, I really liked him, and, and and you're right, he could be that kind of that eighth inning, you know, uh, bridge guy on the mound for them. Uh, but he, he was really good just all around. Doe, huh? how much of him had you seen, and and, and what's your take? Uh, who are we talking about again? <laughs> Boyle, Sebastian Flores. Oh, I, I've known this kid for, for years now, and athleticism through the roof. He's just going to give you a solid effort every single time. He's going to have a great attitude, and he's pretty darn good too. I mean, high level, high percentage, bat to ball, on the mound, strike thrower. And I was going to say, you know, thank you, Ryan, for calling that, that I do have a big zone and I do call a lot of strikes so that that will continue. And I, and I appreciate the compliment, but, um, you know, other guys also who, who I named Makana Alasso, remember this name guys, lest we've seen him before, just, just a, a super utility type of a guy, catcher, third baseman, big physical body, big physical bat. And I just, projects super well i was really impressed with him this weekend yeah we had him at the preseason all state in january and that's where i think he really jumped on our boards uh and then uh, we just kind of tracked him and followed him and, and you're right he is the he is very very physical but i i, I mean he is pretty loose behind the dish despite all that physicality wouldn't you say ryan 
Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the things that was really impressive is, like you said, he's he's physical, he's strong, um, but he's agile. He's loose behind the plate. Uh, the glove hand's really good. He gets around balls really well. Um, the side-to-side movement was really easy for him, uh, and he can really let it loose a little bit, too. I mean, there are some throws where it jumps out of his hand getting to second base, um, and it's consistently right there on the bag. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's let's shift gears over to guys who, you know, maybe you thought made the loudest, biggest impression on on you guys for for the weekend. Uh, let's each let's each pick a guy uh, and then uh, really just kind of you know break that down. Um, and for me, I, I'm going to go first. Sorry, guys. Uh, so <laughs> I hope I don't take your guy. Uh, but for me, it is. You know, a guy that we saw on the Sunday game uh, was one of the last guys to throw uh, on the Sunday game for the the SoCal upper class, and that's you know Eric Barajas out of uh, Roosevelt High School out there in, in uh, Riverside. Here's a guy that we had seen a little bit before. Uh, we had him at the underclass area code games uh, last uh, last summer. We saw, we had him at the East Lake event last summer. Uh, hadn't seen him in a bit, and now he comes out and looks like a completely different guy and, and was just, I mean, how good was this guy? I, I mean, he, he he was with, you know, a fastball slider changeup combination was just lights out. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree, and thanks, Les. That, that was my guy that I was going to pick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, of course this, he was, right? I, That's why I went yeah. first. <laughs> the 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 effort in in what what he was doing out there you know grunting on on changeups grunting on on fastballs he's given unbelievable effort and the and the stuff just plays right fading change cutting fastball sharp late breaking curveball i mean i mean just like you said i came away just uber impressed with with what this guy was doing it, Steve, I think what you're talking about, that that added oomph that he was trying to get out there, I think it kind of fooled some hitters because then he would throw that slider with that same oomph and it was not in the zone. Um, that slider was one of those pitches that I had a couple stars on because uh, it was wipeout, man. It was swing and miss type of pitch late at the, uh, late at the plate. Uh, the arms loose. The body definitely has the space to keep adding to it. Um, with the three pitches that he has in a year or so, he could be easily pitching, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night type of guy. Uh, and if not, there a late bullpen arm at a college level, easy. Yeah, and he still has some physical projection, right? I mean, I don't know that he's done at six two one seventy five. I mean, he could fill out even more because I'm trying to think of what we had him at when we had him last summer. You know, and he was probably six foot, you know, a buck fifty. So he he's already added. And by last summer, I mean uh, the summer of twenty eighteen. Um, and, and so he, you know, he's already grown a good amount in a year, and, and he may not be done, but. You you just wonder how a guy like this just you know has made that sort of development, and we were lucky we had his his varsity head coach Kyle Billingsley was coaching one of the teams for us, and you know he, he shared with us that he's become more vocal, he's more of a leader, and and he not not only just trying to lead by example, but you know he's a guy that that some of the teammates are are looking up to, and you know they expect a lot from him on that front too, which again tells you just how much he's grown as as a player and, and as a pitcher. 
Yeah, you got to love that. That's the type of thing you want from these kids is, you know, I know uh, Steve talks about earlier how the young guys are fun to watch because you can project on it. And then uh, one of the things I like with the, the older guys is you do see that projection having to occur. And those guys that have seen it occur um, keep getting can do. There's more upside to what you can bring. Um, you, you mentioned it. Braha still has Not sure if we put you there. Um, and if that slider stays as tight as it was, you know, that's that's nasty type of stuff right there. Yeah, we lost you there for a second, Ryan. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're right. Barajas is, is definitely, uh, you know, that's my guy. That was my pick to click from the weekend in terms of a dude that just wowed me. Uh, Doe, who, who do you got? I'm going to go with, with, with Christian Yogi. We, we missed it to talk about him. I know it just briefly did, but – you know, congratulations to him on the Cal State Northridge commit. They they got they stole a nice little a little recruit from there, and just I mean, all around baseball player, attitude, effort, uh, high baseball IQ, can situationally hit, can play behind the dish, can play in the infield. He's going to give you options all around. Just always come away impressed with Christian Yogi, what he does, what kind of a guy he is. Um, guys want to be around him, high energy player, almost like a Max Short type. So, you know, you got a whole bunch of these guys around that you want to be around. And it, it, wow, I mean, what a cool environment to be in. And they're just kind of feeding off each other. So Christian Yogi was was one and always one of my favorites. And I just love watching him play. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. You know, I had a chance to that, that was a neat part of, of this event is just being able to kind of, you know, interact with these guys, not only in the dugout, but in your case on the field and and get to know their personalities. And, and Yogi is is one of those guys that I, I just love when he comes to our events. Uh, his mom is awesome. He's a great kid. Um, and, 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 you know, just I was talking to him in the dugout. And I was just like, man, you're going you're gonna to love playing for that new staff. And he was just incredibly excited, and, and and you can just tell how much he's looking forward to that next chapter. Uh, but you also understand how focused he was based on the at bats, right? I mean, he took some really good at bats, and you know, I don't know that he had much to show for it, but he was one of those guys that would try to work, you know, behind a runner with the ball, and you know, just really played the game, which was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you guys both nailed it on the head. I thought his uh, first look again, you know, I love the bat, like quality at bats, um, seven, eight, nine pitch at bats. Um, like you said, Les, he might not have had the, the results that he wanted, but the process was really good. Uh, the swing's compact, nice swing. Um, behind the plate, I really thought his catching was good. Um, the throws are able to keep it on the bag, right at like 2-1, 2-0 type of pops. Um, the glove hand was really, really consistent. Um, those are the types of things that are, are very good for him, and especially if he's going to go to CSUN and get a chance to work with that coaching staff and keep getting better. Um, that's huge for him right there yeah no doubt about that and and ryan we'll, we'll we'll wrap up this part of the podcast with your guy who's your who's your guy that that really stood out and is you know kind of your pick to click and the guy that kind of wowed you a little bit this weekend 
So I got two. I got one from the underclass and one from the upperclass. From the underclass, um, Isaac Zaldivar from Vanden, a 2022. Um, you know, I saw him at the Bay Area Open. He was 80, 82. Um, the ball was coming out pretty nice. It was one of those ones where you, you could see the projection. Um, well, that projection came real quick because, you know, he went out there five Ks and two innings, touching 87, working 83, 85, um, getting swings and misses. The slider um, and changeup both have progressed incredibly since that last time I saw him. Um, slider was tight, really late cut. Um, the change was arm side. Um, and this is a guy who probably has a chance to be a two way guy. Uh, the catch and throw skills were really good. He caught a guy at second base. I think he was like two, one, nine, two, two on the throw. Um, and the bat's going to be pretty solid as well. Uh, he turned on a fastball and, and crushed it in the left center field was right on some other pitches. Um, con- considering how far he's jumped in just a short amount of time, that's really impressive to me. And, uh, you know, on the mound, he rides the backside really well. I think it's just one of those late arms. that's going to continue to get better as he continues to mature. Um, I mean, he's five, seven, one Now he might be, um, five, 10, um, six foot probably by the time he's fully done. Um, uh, but if he's six foot and it's quick arm, like it has been, it's going to be one of those ones that you see on the mound really well. And yeah, so then he, the other he was, guy, he was really impressive. That that was the first time I had seen him, and I was I was really really impressed. And I remember being in the NorCal dugout and talking uh, to Markel a little bit and just saying, "Dude, what do you got on this guy?" And he you know he kind of broke him down a little bit, but man, he was he was really 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 impressive to me both uh, on the mound and at the plate. Uh, and, and I'll tell you that one of our readers or, or listeners can be really disappointed because uh, that was one of the questions for later. But good. Who's, who's your door, who's your upper class guy? And the other class guy I got is uh, Max Farfan from Salinas. He's a third baseman that um, maybe didn't have all of the results that he wanted probably this weekend, but he's a guy that I've seen a lot last year. You know, he was hitting in the lineup. He was kind of the protection for Nathan Martorello, who's now going to be at Cal. Um, and he's a guy that when he puts the ball to the bat, um, it's, it goes a long way. And he showed that he, he drove a ball right center field in the first game that, I mean, he was right on it. The wind kind of took it down a little bit, um, made it, made it fall into an outfielder's glove, but, uh, moves really well at third base. It's a big frame, six, two, probably two twenty. He's got some space to frame it, to tighten it up. Um, and he's the guy that if he does that, I mean, he's a guy who can keep going and, and pop the ball a little bit. Um, the play he made at third base was one of my favorites. He cut off at the shortstop, spun, turned, kept the ball on the line, all in one motion. Uh, I was one of those ones where I had a couple college coaches like looking at me like, whoa, that's that's not something you see from a guy as big as he is. Dude, uh, and that's what threw, I saw. He threw a missile. That, yeah, that, that a, ball uh, was a missile across the diamond. And that play, I was in the I was in the third base dugout. That was right in front of me, dude. That was that was really really impressive. I mean, he showed off so much athleticism in that, just that alone. And if you're right, I mean, if he if he tightens things up a little bit with that athleticism and that ball that he hit, I thought it was out. I mean, I was again in the third base dugout, and those guys thought it was out. But it, like you talked about, that that wind just kind of knocked it down. And yeah, Farfan had a really good weekend, and there's some athleticism in that big old body. Absolutely. And that's one of those guys that I've seen do it. And uh, I was glad to see him come to this type of a stage and be able to showcase it in front of other people, because, you know, I've talked about this with a few college coaches. I think the Central Coast gets a little bit slept on, um, but it's an area where there's a lot of really solid ball players coming out of it. And I think this weekend showed it with some of those kids from Aptos, Salinas, um, Logan Johnstone from Los Gatos. This area is, is starting to get a lot better with their baseball talent. Uh, and I think coaches can keep, keep uh, pumping this area and getting some guys out of it. Yeah, and you can extend that even to the area codes, right? You had Bobo and 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 Yates and and those guys from from that area too. So, yeah, I mean that that that's really that's really exciting to hear. 
Well, guys, that, that'll that'll wrap that part up. I mean, that was a good breakdown, I think, of some of the players that stood out and obviously our top guys. And let's shift gears over to the final part of the show, and, and we'll just take a couple of questions here. And uh, let, let's start off with Baseball4382 wants to know who are the top arms from the state games. Uh, I think we, we, we touched on those and Walty and Browse and Zaldivar in terms of velocity. Uh, Barajas, for me, was one of the top arms. Uh, Flores looked really good. But a guy that we didn't talk about, and, and again, a guy from that Central Coast area, is a 2022, he's a right-handed pitcher. You know, he struggled a little bit with his command, but boy, is that arm loose and is it live? And that, that's Reed Mooring. He's a six-foot, 155-pounder. Uh, you know, he scuffled a little bit in that first inning. I was in the NorCal dugout and, you know, just kind of trying to motivate him to, you know, keep his head up and, and keep grinding. But, but dude, that arm's loose. It, there's some whippiness there. And, 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 you know, that body really, really projects. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those ones I saw him earlier in the summer um, when I was doing some work with CCB's uh, fall, or summer scout ball teams. Um, and he showed that same stuff there. And it was one of those ones where immediately I, you know, I circled the name and start getting it to us to say, Hey, let's, let's get this guy onto the bigger stage because I think the, the growth is going to be there. Um, the fastball's live. The changeup is really, really heavy. Um, like you said, the mechanics can be smoothed out a little bit. And once that happens, um, it could see the stuff even tick up a little bit more. Um, the slider is another pitch that once he gets all three of those put together and figures out um, how to consistently just attack the zone, um, it, it's going to be unhittable type of stuff. You know, one of the things I mentioned to him is he's got stuff that is so live at the plate. He's just kind of got to get it in the zone a little bit. It's not the type of stuff where you got to pound, you know, corner to corner. He's the type of guy who can throw it middle high and let it run up through the zone or throw the slider middle low and let it back, break down through the zone. Uh, and hitters aren't going to square the stuff up. That's the guy that I was really impressed with as well. Yeah, and, and Doe, from the SoCal side, I think a guy that we've seen a couple of times now who is, just continues to get better and, you know, we talk about cleaning and tightening things up physically, uh, Christian Enrique is at a summit. You know, we saw him at the Area Code tryout, and, and he was pretty good there, 84, 86, and he came back out here and was, again, pretty good, you know, 84, 86. But, I mean, his curveball has gotten really good at 72, 76. What's your take on him? You had a good view again. Uh, yeah. As we mentioned, being behind the plate. Just, just like you said, I came away impressed with, with with the breaking ball. I mean, I think we all know, and he knows that, you know, he's got to tighten it up a little bit, but the arm really works. Um, you know, good, solid frame, projects well. You know, and these guys want results. Obviously, sometimes they don't get it, but I think we can see through some of this stuff and just really know that this kid is going to be something special here uh, p- pretty soon. So, really impressed with the breaking ball especially and if he cleans stuff up man he could be pretty dangerous and have have a couple weapons in his arsenal there yeah i agree he's a guy i think that can go to a mid-major and be you know start off potentially as like a long reliever type and then work his way into a starting role because i mean the arm works man and 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 the it's pretty darn good uh so that's that's some of the guys some of the arms uh, we view as, as some of the top arms, as mentioned. We talked about a lot of those guys. Uh, the next question comes from uh, SoCal Life thirteen thirty six. Talk about the top bats at the event. Uh, well, we've touched on a lot of them uh, throughout the podcast. I think you know one of the guys that that we didn't really mention, who I thought hit the ball very well this weekend, 
was Cooper Monroe for the SoCal upper class, uh, the uh, rising senior going there to Beckman. Uh, I thought he did really well. Toby Brown, the 2021 third base outfielder from Coronado, I thought he hit the ball very well. Uh, Jake Naso uh, from Tribuco Hills, the, he hit the ball really well. Uh, you know, there was just uh, just a lot of guys that hit this week. Malachi Wickley, who we touched on, he hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who am I missing, guys? Uh, I mean, there was a no, lot of a lot of really impressive bats. You are right on. I mean, I was really impressed with Cooper Monroe too, and he's made some some gains since the last time we saw him. He's starting to fill out that that long frame. That could be scary guy going forward too. I want to touch on one of my bats from the underclass game, and that's Andrew Walters. And you want to talk about uh, how the bat plays. I mean, this guy is is a man already, and he was last year as a two two twenty two, but he's going to be right in the middle of that Corona lineup and he provides instant offense struggled a little bit defensively this, this week, and he'd be the first one to admit it. But I I tell you what, I mean, this guy is one of the top bats in his class. And, and this guy is going to play big time college baseball and professional baseball. Yeah, one guy that for me that was really a big standout uh, was Drake Bicknell, a Jesuit, uh, second base, third base catcher guy, 21, um, really can swing the bat. It's whippy. It gets through the zone. When the barrel comes through late, um, he's right on some pitches, tripled over the center fielder's head on a ball that just, you know, it continued to take off. Um, he's a guy this summer that I've seen three or four different times and uh, is consistently on pitches, ready to hit, um, you know, picked up multiple extra base hits this weekend. The skills kind of can fit in at multiple places. The arm is strong enough to be maybe a catcher in the next uh, at the next level, um, play a little second, play a little third. At Jesuit, he's going to have a hard time catching with uh, a guy named Daniel Susak being there on an everyday basis. But, yeah, that guy's man, all right. Yeah, he's all right. So it's one of those ones for Drake. You know, if he goes and hits, they're going to find a spot for him. And that's what he's done this summer is he's really let the bat loose. And, you know, I've talked with uh, coaches from colleges and stuff, and they keep saying, man, we don't know which position we're going to put him at, but he can swing it. And it's one of those ones I completely agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I really liked uh, Bicknell. You know, other guys, we, we talked about Elvin Delick was really good. Uh, Logan Johnstone was one of my favorite bats uh, at the weekend. Uh, and, and um, you, you know, we talked about a little bit about Yates there uh, as well. And then Aiden Booth, we mentioned him. He was only there the first day, but he is really showing me uh, the ability to get the barrel on the ball consistently, uh, and then his athleticism uh, really takes over. So let, let's shift over to the next question, uh, and this one comes from Baseball Mom 3482 uh, what are who are some of the names to follow from this event? Uh, I'll start it off uh, with the entire NorCal underclass <laughs> roster. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say the same thing. <laughs> so you know, t- take your pick from anyone on the entire NorCal roster because that roster, those players were all very, very good. Some of my favorites uh, from from that. Uh, uh, two of my favorites. I'll give you an arm, and I'll give you an infielder uh, to follow off that team. Jackson Bird uh, is a six-three, hundred and seventy-pound, uh, twenty-twenty-two left-handed pitcher, first baseman 
who, in my opinion, is going to be a Power 5 level recruit probably uh, by this time next summer, uh, if not sooner. Uh, He was really good. The arm is incredibly clean. Uh, He buried a changeup that was unhittable uh, to righties. Uh, You know, the curveballs, I mean, look, he's a project still, but holy smokes, uh, he's going to be really good. And another guy I think is going to be really, really good uh, is 6'2", 145-pound middle infielder, uh, 22, Justin Walker out of De La Salle. Uh, He made a a play moving to his left where he kind of backhanded a ball. They didn't get the runner, but uh, it showed incredible athleticism. Uh, And then he made another play where he should have rounded the ball, but he tried to backhand it and it got through him. Uh, And just in talking to him in the dugout, incredibly, incredibly receptive to coaching. Uh, And then, you know, the ability to take that and apply it on the field was really impressive. So for me, I won't name the entire roster, but you could. Uh, But those two guys from the NorCal um, uh, underclass team, for me, are names to follow. Who do you guys got? Joe, I'll let you hit this one first. Listen, Les, I'm just going to say this. Just go to PBR.com and find the event. Go to the roster, and you're going to follow everybody, and you need to follow everybody. Um, and that's just it. I think we've talked at, at, at length's end here about the guys that we love, but just follow everybody because they're, they're, they're all deserving. One guy I got for you here, 2022 outfielder Devin Riley. Um, that second day, man, he really turned it up, and you could see the energy was way up, uh, and he let it loose. Uh, he tripled into the right – or doubled and got sniped on the way going into the triple uh, into right center field on a ball that one-hopped the right center field fence, uh, sitting right on a curveball, crushed it. Um, the foot speed, the athleticism, ready to sit in outfield. Uh, you know, that's another guy from Vanden. That Vanden team's got like two or three 2022s that are really, really talented. So uh, that whole NorCal upper or underclass group was was really deep. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys I had started up on there. Um, same idea. There's going to be a lot of guys to follow. PrepBaseballReport.com backslash California. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that Bandit team because they've got a 23, uh, Jovan Ochoa, who was there as well, who was also (laughs) really, really good. So, you know, those are just some of the names to follow uh, from the event. And, uh, Doe, this one, uh, last question is for you, and it comes from our good friend Max Shore. Uh, Max wants to know, is Doe the worst umpire on the West Coast? (laughs) I, I I don't know how to answer that, Max. Um, no, I'm not the worst because no, not I, at all. I call dude. strikes. Yeah, I I'm thought not. You, I thought you were. Fantastic. I have eyes. I have eyes in the back of my head. I don't even need to see plays be made. I just know what's going on out there. So, thanks, Max, for the vote. Well, I thought those. But Joe's zone was consistently good. It's one of those ones. It was a little bit big, but he stuck to it. And at the end of the day, I, that's all I care about with an umpire is as long as yeah. you zone that you stick to it. And that's yeah, one thank God it wasn't consistently bad. It's consistently good I can live with. Dude, no, you crushed it. You crushed it, just like you guys just crushed this podcast. So that's going to do it for the uh, California State Games recap. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Be sure to check out prepbaseballreport.com uh, for more content. Guys, really appreciate you guys coming on and, and spending some time and breaking this thing down. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it as well. 
Thanks, Les. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Be sure to hit us up at prepbaseballreport.com slash California. Hit us up on Instagram at PBR underscore California, on Twitter at PBR California. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.